listening to the Taming Crazy podcast with Alicia, Deb, and Sue, where each week we'll share our views from the middle. We're talking the ups, the downs, and everything in between of being a midlife woman in today's world. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Taming Crazy podcast. I'm Alicia, and as usual, I'm joined by the lovely Deb and Sue. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello and hi, how are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good for a Thursday. Yeah, I woke up this morning thinking it was Saturday. So once oh. yeah. <laughs> you <don't laughs> that, <days> ahead. <laughs> that must have been disappointing. <laughs> Fortunately it was only a momentary lapse and something kinda kicked in and I was like, No, it's it's Thursday. Longest week ever. It seems to be, yes. But I think we're saying that every week now. Every week seems like it's a month and every month seems like a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's ongoing. It really is. Yeah. And then I saw the first of the uh, Christmas ads tonight and I was like, I'm not ready. <laughs> no, I guess we are going to start being bombarded with those right away, aren't we? Yeah. 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 Halloween's over and now we're into Christmas. Get the yes. decorations up. Yeah. Well, maybe that'll cheer some people up. Mm -hmm. I think people need it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I'm not a person that can put a tree up before December 1st, but I know a lot of people just can't wait. Mm -hmm. Deb, is yours up yet? Because you are the decorator (laughs) of the group. (laughs) It's not up yet, you know, but it's not that I haven't thought about it. Yes, you're starting to think about it. I am. Yeah. I mean, yes. have you kind of winter themed? Is it kind of a gradual winter into Christmas or is it just like boom Christmas? No, I'm getting into the winter, like the um, things outside my porch, outside my door. I like to do the wintery things and I've started that. Mm-hmm. So it's a process. Yeah. Muster the Christmas lights tomorrow, probably before it snows. That's true. Yeah. The people across the street from me do have their Christmas lights on. I've seen quite a few now. Yes. I do like it though. It's all sparkly and bright and colourful. Mm-hmm. It is, but it does give me that a little sense of anxiety that, oh my gosh, now I have to start thinking. Yeah. <laughs> you know that whole Christmas thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll make it through. We've made it through this far. We'll keep going, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Tonight we're going to talk about something that's stereotypical for Canadians. We're known for it around the world and it's part of our culture, whether we're aware of it or not. And that is our need to say sorry. We bump into furniture and apologize to the chair. When someone bumps into us, we say sorry, even though it wasn't our fault. We are basically serial apologizers. And I think the three of us are probably in that category since we are Canadian Uh and British. So we get a double whammy. Yes. (laughs) But did you know that Canadians say sorry so often that in 2009, the Apology Act was introduced by the Canadian government to give lawyers a chance to defend their clients who apologized even when they weren't guilty? (laughs) I shouldn't laugh, but that is just the most Canadian thing ever. <laughs> Isn't it, though? I guess in Canada, saying sorry is a reflex. You know, yeah, we do it yeah. without thinking. Yeah. 
And in a lot of countries, that's an admission of guilt, Mm -hmm. but not in Canada. It's just who we are. Mm -hmm. So when lawyers tell their clients not to say anything, Canadians have already apologized 500 times before the lawyer shows up. (laughs) So we actually need the Apology Act to protect ourselves from ourselves. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I had no clue about that. And there's a lot of research on why we apologize, whether it's part of keeping the peace, a show of respect, or the fact that Canadians are multicultural generally, and we live and work with a diverse group of people, especially, you know, a few working in cities across the country. Saying sorry kind of maintains peace and cooperation. And, you know, Canadians generally want to get along. I think Mm -hmm. we're, you know, basically a peaceful people. And most of the time, our apologies and the way we say sorry are a surface level apology. You know, they don't require any emotional cost. So when it comes to real heartfelt apologies, how hard is it for you to say sorry? Inquiring minds want to know, Sue. Well, I apologize. In fact, I've made several apologies this week (laughs) 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 about things that were actually not my fault. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, just because it's one of those things sometimes you have to do. But yeah, I think it it takes a long time to to master being able to to make a good apology. And yeah, I I think probably sometimes I've apologised and it hasn't really come across that I'm sorry, but I probably actually was. And there are other times when, like, it's just very, very obvious that I'm completely guilt-ridden and apologetic for everything that I've done, whether it was on purpose or by accident. Yeah, because I think, you know, we have such an easy time saying sorry, but when it comes down to being really genuinely sorry for for maybe a hurt you've caused, it's not that easy sometimes to find the right words. Mm-hmm. Deb, how about you? Yeah, I think the older I get, the easier it is. I think I, I've never been somebody probably that's been able to say sorry and really understand the meaning behind it. I think I've done it maybe for my own guilt or to clear my conscience, you know, when I was younger. Yes. But I think as I've gotten older, I've understood what a, a honest, humble, sincere sorry is, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I have been able to do it. And I just think the more vulnerable you are, like I said, the older we get, I, I find it easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think many people grow up in families that have a difficult time showing emotion. Mm -hmm. And I think saying sorry, especially when it's a genuine apology, requires vulnerability, like you just said, Deb. And I think we know that not everybody is willing to go to that place. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, a genuine apology for something does require vulnerability when you really think about it and saying sorry for some people might feel like a weakness as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you think about it as well when we're growing up you know you are constantly being told say sorry for something you took another kid's toy say sorry you hit somebody you didn't mean to but you accidentally you know smacked them around the head as you were hula hooping or something and Mm. you say sorry or you know like just constantly there's this saying sorry saying sorry saying sorry and as a child you don't necessarily know what it is you're saying sorry for you're just doing it because you've been told to 
and because it's the right thing to do. That's true. You know, I think as a kid, I used to hate apologizing because this might come as a surprise to you, but I was a little bit of a terror as a child. (laughs) No. Uh, Yes. Yes, Sue. Wow. So I was forced to apologize quite a bit. And I think when you're forced to apologize, it lacks the meaning Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it changes the strength of the words. Mm -hmm. But I do think, like you said, Deb, when you get older, it does change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and you understand how meaningful a proper apology is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the impact that that has on the person that you have wronged in whatever way. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you often hear about family members who haven't spoken to each other for years because no one is willing to apologize, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's more important to be right or to win than to give in. And I think there's so much perceived pride on the line, I guess, which, Mm -hmm. you know, as I get older and hopefully wiser, haha, I see that as ridiculous and quite sad. You know, it's a Mm -hmm. it's a very sad way to live when you Mm -hmm. think about it. So. Do you ever think it's too late to say sorry? Or is that just a Justin Bieber song? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Canadians. I'm going to say it's just a Justin Bieber thing. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think sometimes you can apologize at the time and, you know, you don't really... It might not be that you don't necessarily mean it, but you don't realise the depth to which you've hurt somebody and you don't realise kind of what they're kind of carrying with them as a result of that. And I think, you know, in, in many ways, it's it can be a nice thing to do. Like I had somebody apologise to me, I don't know, 20 odd years after something happened and it was really heartfelt And it actually meant something. Whereas a couple of days after the event, it didn't mean anything. It was just something that they were doing to kind of alleviate, you know, kind of feeling bad in the moment and understanding that I wasn't going to have anything to do with them anymore. (laughs) You're right. You have to look at how you feel on the receiving end. I was trying to think of that this morning. And the one example that kept popping into my head was when we moved to Canada. I was 16. I had just finished my O-levels. I had a steady boyfriend. Like, I had a life. (laughs) Your parents are saying, oh, okay, we're going to move to another country. Mm -hmm. And it was extremely difficult. And, you know, I think my feelings were very dismissed. Mm -hmm. And I won't go into detail, but I had a very, very stressful time. A few years ago, my dad apologized to me for not understanding how hard it was. And I have to admit, hearing how sorry he was so many years later, he was like 79 or 80 when he apologized to me, that meant a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it was kind of validation for me. Mm -hmm. And just hearing him say, I'm sorry, I didn't understand at the time, and I realized how difficult it was, I think it was something I really needed to hear. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think a sincere apology, no matter how much time has passed, can mean a lot to someone. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Deb? I, I do think most of the time it's never too late, but I, I do think there's probably a circumstance or two that, you know, if I if I hurt someone a long time ago and then that person went through a lot of healing, you know, to move forward and then say 20 years or whatever later I come and apologise, how does that, does that bring up the badness to that other person on the receiving end? You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. It could 
um, for both of you two though, you've had that happen and it's been positive. So I think it does depend on the circumstance and if you have had to go through a lot of healing, yeah. um, how bad the, the situation was. Mm-hmm. But I think saying sorry is the right thing to do most of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think with the example I provided, it was completely unexpected. Like I had absolutely no idea that it was coming and it just came out in a conversation and it was just like, I just want to let you know I'm really sorry that that happened and, you know, sort of provided the rationale and, you know, I never meant to hurt you. And I was just, I was blown away. You know, thinking about that too, I do think there is a possibility that an apology isn't accepted. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think there is situations where someone is not ready to receive an apology even. Mm -hmm. So, Deb, what you were saying, I think it does depend on the situation. But I think you have to try, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. And I do think that once you start taking ownership of your own mistakes, it does get easier. You know, a lot of times we say or do things with no intent on hurting other people. But I think as soon as you acknowledge that, you know, the hurt that you've caused and genuinely apologize, it's much easier for other people to then forgive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I know that's how it is for me anyway, whether, you know, I'm the one that was hurt or I've hurt someone, you know, whether I'm giving or receiving the apology. And I'm a Scorpio, so if someone hurts me and doesn't apologize, you can bet I will never forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's true. Like, I mean, I have a very, very long memory for some things and I may forgive, but I will never, ever forget how I was made to feel. And I don't, you know, it's not necessarily a good thing. But one of the the things that kind of I read as I was sort of doing some preparation for tonight was an apology cannot undo what has been said or done. But what the apology does do is put value on the relationship rather than the individual's pride. And I was thinking, I like that way of kind of framing it. Yes. Because a lot of times when when an apology doesn't come across as being sincere and it's just being said because they think it's going to make everything okay, that's kind of when I want to cut ties. It's like, no, I'm done. Because you clearly have no idea what you've said, what you've done, what the impact of it has been. Yeah, you can tell when it's not genuine and heartfelt, can't you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I do remember, like, a number of years ago, and I don't remember, Alicia, if you remember this, but we had a conversation, and you had said the importance of saying sorry, you know, to your kids, and how important that was. And that really stuck with me, you know, and, and it's very true, and it's, I've always, if I felt like I've needed to apologize for something to my kids, I do. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, ever since we had that conversation, I thought about it long and hard. <laughs> I do remember that conversation, yes, Mm -hmm. because it's something that we were never taught bringing up our kids, you know, I I don't think we ever heard apologies from our parents, it just wasn't the way it was, you know, your parents' words were the law, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, if you've done someone wrong, and someone that you love with all your heart, I mean, what's more important than your kids, and if you wrong them, and saying you're sorry, and explaining, you know, why you're sorry, I think Mm -hmm. goes such a long way. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. because as we know, as being parents, we don't always do the right thing, and, and sometimes we're we're winging it. Mm-hmm. And when our kids know that, especially as they get older, but I know after that conversation at the ballista, and I was talking to my daughter, like she raises her children with a lot of vulnerability, and she will apologize if there's something, you know, even to her seven year old. Mm-hmm. So you really can see a big difference in this in that generation, at least you know from my viewpoint. I see mm-hmm. it and it, it's great. But it also models the fact that it's okay mm. to be wrong about something and oh. it's okay to admit that you're wrong. And it is so, so important that we kind of show our kids that it, it is okay to, you know, completely muck things up sometimes. And, you know, that's not the end of it all, you know, mm-hmm. that you can make amends for it you know obviously the kind of there's a scale there between you know what you, you can apologize yes. for and you know some That's things right. are you know not so good mm-hmm. but um yeah i i spend you know time apologizing to, to the kids and trying to help you know having them understand that i am genuinely sorry i mean because nine times out of ten it wasn't deliberate and it's just, you know, I wasn't thinking or I was thinking about something else. And yeah, it's important for them to know that apologies are important and they need to be sincere and they need to be done for the right reasons. Yeah. Well, and I think if you're getting an apology from a parent, it humanizes the parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you realize that they are doing the best they can just like you are and Mm -hmm. I think we forget that sometimes you know Mm -hmm. that our parents are humans and they make mistakes just like you do and you they're winging it through life just like you are so yeah it's an interesting way of looking at it and maybe everything I learn I share (laughs) poor Deb I share everything (laughs) with her Sometimes the good, sometimes the bad. But, you know, I think we're open to learning. And I think Mm -hmm. we're always learning something. Mm -hmm. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Was that the first one of the podcast? It was, yes, it was. I'm trying not to, actually. I was reading something that psychotherapist Beverly Engel wrote. And she wrote the book, The Power of an Apology. And she says that over-apologizing is similar to over-complimenting. And you think you're being nice and caring, but it gives the impression that you lack confidence, which I thought was really interesting. And she goes on to say that it can also lose its impact if you're always apologizing. Mm. You know, to some people, it can be really annoying. So what do you think about that? Do you see over-apologizing as a lack of confidence? And maybe we have a different view of it because we are Canadian and we hear apologies all the time and we give apologies all the time. So to me, it doesn't seem like a lack of confidence. I don't think so either, but I I do see how it could become, it it loses effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I guess when you're saying it to the same person all the time. You should be spreading out the apologies is what we're saying. (laughs) Not to the same person all the time, but spread the love. That's right. Yeah. And I'm kind of on the fence with this a little bit because I know I have read a few things and it it was probably on LinkedIn, to be honest, about, you know, sort of, I'm sorry I'm late with this. I'm sorry I didn't get this to you and everything, or I'm sorry I'm a couple of minutes late for the meeting. And it's 
you know, sort of rather than, you know, constantly to be apologising, how do you kind of reframe that? So, you know, thank you for being so patient and waiting for me. And I must admit, I have tried to use that approach a little bit more, which possibly is equally as annoying for some people. (laughs) Can't win, really, can you? Yeah, because it is, you know, sometimes it's like, ooh, sorry. And I, you know, I don't want to be that person that's like, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry about this. I'm really sorry about this. Yeah. So just kind of looking to, to show, you know, I, I appreciate the other person and what they are doing, but I don't know whether it always hits the mark. So instead of apologizing for running late, you're saying thank you for waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're hearing gratitude instead of an apology. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true. I, I think sometimes. I think it depends on the person you're talking to be, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think some people would like to hear gratitude while other people just want a sorry. They just want mm-hmm. to know you're sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I was reading that there's actually a Google Chrome plugin for Gmail where it will alert you every time you, you use apologetic words that undermine your message. Oh. So if you were writing emails that always seem apologetic, it will a pop up will appear and it will show you how your words will be perceived. So obviously this is a common problem if they've already created a plugin and it's called Just Not Sorry, the Gmail plugin. And you see, maybe that's what I'm trying to tap into without actually using a plugin, yes. which will be added tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it's worth looking into. You know, I, yeah. you know, I think our words can appear weak and apologetic, and I, mm-hmm. you know, that's not how we want to come across a lot of times, yeah. right? Yeah, and I know sometimes it's sometimes you have to send things out, and it's almost a kind of sorry, not sorry type thing and that can be really difficult as well because it's like i i don't really know the best way to navigate this so yeah i'm saying sorry but i'm not really all of that sorry because it had to be said Yeah. yeah i do know i have sent an awful lot of emails lately that start with my apologies for not getting back to you sooner yes and I'm thinking, does that sound weak or am, am I actually, well, I am actually sorry, or maybe I'm not that sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny because, you know, back in the UK, if you were not going to attend a meeting, you would send your apologies. Yes. And yet here, if you're not able to attend, you send your regrets. And I was like, that seems like a, a subtle difference. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it is really strange. So, of course, the other side of apologizing is saying it too much or when you're not at fault. And over-apologizing for things you have no control over seems to be an automatic response, especially for us Canadians. Mm -hmm. If you do it continually, does it come off as insincere? I don't think it does to Canadians, but maybe to the rest of the world. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I I don't know. I say it all the time when it's something I can't control, you know, trying to hold the door and you miss the door or somebody's walking behind you. You say, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yes. You say sorry to the dog. Yeah. I apologize to all sorts of inanimate objects. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it just seems polite. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's It's like a reflex. 
It is. It's a reflex. Yeah. It's an automatic response to pretty much everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're always sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, sorry, 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 yeah. sorry. But, you know, I guess some people will think it's a bad thing, but I think as Canadians, we should just embrace it. It's part of who we are. I don't care if people say, oh, those Canadians are always saying sorry. It could be worse. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. I was going to say something, but if I'd said it, I would have had to apologize. So I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Yeah, but now you've pre-apologized, so you can't say it. No, I'd better not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's that bad. <laughs> you know, sometimes there are times when, you know, like the filter drops a little bit. It's like, ooh, let's replace that. Sorry. I have no <laughs> idea what you mean, Sue. <laughs> I know, my perfect filter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think Elton John really did get it right when he said, sorry seems to be the hardest word. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's the situation that mm -hmm. changes how we say sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we can laugh a lot and say, you know, Canadians say sorry a lot. And, and we do it mostly in jest, I think. You know, it's mm -hmm. that automatic response. But when it comes to that emotional cost of saying sorry for hurting somebody, like in a really, you know, in a way that we didn't mean to, that's a little bit harder, obviously, but I mm -hmm. think keep doing it enough and it does get easier. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. So don't be afraid to say sorry. And it's never too late because I've had I've been on the receiving end and it felt really, really good. Mm -hmm. So don't ignore it. If you want to say sorry to someone and there's been years under the bridge, say it anyway, because really you're not doing any harm. I don't know if it's a sign that I'm the only one out of the three of us that hasn't accepted any apology because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm still waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, we're women, mm -hmm. we're Canadian, and we're sorry. 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 <laughs> so... As I heard on the news today, our COVID-19 numbers are climbing. So please stay safe, stay sane, and until next time, bye for now. Bye. Bye. I think some people have a hard time with sorry. Well, it's not always easy, but you know, when it's not easy for you to say, then sometimes that makes it more meaningful. That's true. Why didn't you say that earlier, Sue? Because I only thought of it now. <laughs> <laughs> Before you go, we legally have to tell you that all the opinions and information we share on this podcast is based on our own personal experiences and should never be taken as professional advice. We may sometimes sound like we know what we're talking about, but the Taming Crazy podcast is for entertainment purposes only, so please consult with a qualified professional for any and all health advice. Thanks for listening. Bye.